Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. I live here in Littleton, Colorado, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, May 20th, 2021, and it's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter entitled How It Works. We're on page number 59, and we're going to be reading that first paragraph that begins with half measures availed us nothing, reading that one paragraph only. Today's readers, we have Team Thursday on deck. We have Anita L., Andrea B., Elena C., Nancy C., Kathy P., Ken W.H., and Esther C. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, May 19, 2021, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,975. That's 16,975. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,976. 16,976. So, Overeaters Anonymous Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through a shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. So our sole purpose here, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And at a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Anita L. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. uh, from actually the beach in South Jersey. Uh, The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. 
having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to our to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. With that, I pass. Have a beautiful day. I will now ask Andrea B. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, and thank you for your service. Andrea B. recovered in New York. The 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, each OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OAS such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public Policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thanks, Anita L. and Andrea B. for taking the 12 steps and the 12 traditions this morning. Well, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phones except the speakers should be muted. So today we'll resume our study in the chapter, How It Works. That's chapter number five in the big book on page 59. We're reading that first paragraph at the top, and I'm going to ask Elena C. to begin reading. Good morning, everyone. This is, can, may I be heard? Yes, you may. Okay. 
So my name is Elena C. Recovered, gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater. So today, half measures availed us nothing. We stood at a turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. It's such a powerful, it's a very short and powerful paragraph. Um, and there are a lot of languages and words of recover recovery and you know i learned from the big book and from y'all that we have our condition of compulsive overeating it has two components which is the allergy of the body and the mental twist and um the first sentence half measures availed us nothing means for me that when i believed that i was abstinent i still ingested some of my triggering foods as I was half measure willing. I was half measure willing to put the food down. When after I worked on the steps and I said I was recovered and did not apply steps 10 or 11, I was also half measure willing to help my mental twist. That led me to nothing because I either put all the food down or I do not. And there's no middle way. Um, there is no list of yellow foods I have learned, only red and green, only red and green for me. Not practicing step 10 and 11, only 12, because I was sponsoring, you know, and I had, was, did not stay in the step 10 and 11 of recovery. Led me to nothing. It emptied my spiritual bucket. I either stay in 10, 11, 12, 12, the steps of maintenance and growth, or I do not, and I, my intellect and my willpower will take over. So this new fact or actions for me are turning point. I'm taking new action now to get closer to the God of my understanding that nobody told me what it is, but I was allowed in this program to find it my own way, and it was powerful. And I had a journey. I had a spiritual journey. And then I asked for help. I have to ask for help. Working on the steps for me is humility. I admit to my innermost self that I have a condition of the mind and the body, that I cannot resolve it on my own. But I need to ask my higher powers protection, care, and I need to be willing to receive that fully, thoroughly, with complete abandon. There's no halfway. God is or he is not. I either allow God to guide me in my compulsive overeating or I take it over and follow a diet that someone else might have prescribed or I read it in a book. The only place where I can achieve all of that is in this room with all of you by reading the big book. And I today choose to stay with y'all and thus to, with my higher power of my own understanding. Thank you for letting me share with that I'll pass. Thank you, Elena C. So we value everyone's experience this morning, and we ask that you do limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So who would like to share on what was read today? 
Then I got T from Fort Worth. Nancy P. Okay, so let's okay, let's go back to the top. Let me tell you who I heard. Okay, so I heard, and I missed somebody between Seneca and Harlan. Who was it? Janice PM was. Did you Thank you, Janice. Uh huh. That was you. I my brain couldn't write down fast enough. <laughs> my my pen couldn't write down fast enough. Okay, so Seneca, Janice PM, Harlan, Nancy, Amy. Nessa, and then I have Nancy. Was there another Nancy? Were there two Nancys this morning? There were two Nancys, okay. I think, Nancy C and me, Nancy Thank P. Thank you so much. Okay, so I have Nancy C at the beginning. Nancy P, you're going to be at the end. That's okay. All right, so let's start off with Seneca, followed by Janice PM. Good morning, Seneca. Good to hear you. Let's see. If everybody right. could press star one if you're not sharing. I'm unmuted now. Background. Okay, you are? All right, go right ahead. Yes. All right. Oh, I'm so fired up to share on this. And I got in first. What? Oh, my goodness. How measures availed us nothing? We sit at the turning point. We ask his protection or her protection or its protection and care with complete abandon. Oh, I used to cringe when I heard the word abandon. Because I know what it's like to be abandoned as a child. Um, my dad was an alcoholic. He abandoned me at birth. So I used to cringe when I heard that word. But being in programs, man, I'm crystal clear on what that means. Leave it alone and not give a damn. That's what it means for me. I can be connected to my will, which is, no, I'm powerless, or I can be connected with my higher power's will, his, her, its will, and get results. People on this line that are sharing, like me, finally realize I can't be connected to my will. My will wants to go back to the freaking food every single time. But if I'm connected with my higher power's will, holy smokes, I am on fire for this program. But you know what? I realized your abstinence, and this is very controversial, is your business. Guess what? If you can stand in front of your higher power, if I can stand in front of my higher power saying that I've identified my trigger foods, I've surrendered my trigger behaviors, then I've learned what complete abandonment is because going that way means back to the food. Going to my higher power's way means that I've abandoned it, and it's a day-to-day surrender for real, y'all, for real. It's like moment by moment. That's what it feels like. It feels like you're on that cliff. Moment by moment, for real. And it's amazing to realize I don't have to worry about the outcome. If my food is written down, if I'm surrendered it, if I know what my portions are, leave it alone and get to service. Get busy. Remember, batteries are not included. You have to do the action. Absolutely have to. And it's amazing feeling like, wow. These results are coming. I don't freaking know how. It's hard to identify really when my abstinence was. 2019, yeah, I started walking away from that stuff and got freer and clearer every moment. You know, and what a privilege to be on this line with people that get it. I mean, it took me a while. I I labeled myself for a while as a chronic relapser. 
because I was going back and being connected with my will. Complete abandon. I think about I think about my own experience being completely abandoned, didn't give a damn about me at my birth, and then growing, thriving with my single mom's care. And that's why my higher power has this feminine roar to it. It's amazing. And I thank y'all so much for being here, my family, my crew, my posse, and we Go be the <laughs> All right. Thanks, Seneca T. from Texas. Up next, we have Janice P.M. followed by Harlan G. Well, good morning to you again, Jen, and uh, good morning to everyone. My name is Janice P.M., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Wow. <clears throat> so little but so powerful. Um, you know, when I first came in, oh, half measures availed us nothing. Hmm, half measures. That's what I was concentrating on. But I wasn't reading availed us nothing. Who are, they, who are we talking about here? They're giving us, the recovered alcoholics that wrote this book, tell us what their experience is. That maybe like I thought, well, I'll, do, I'll make a decision on this, but I won't make a decision on that. See, it's like, you know, half of loaf is better than none. Well, not so. They're telling me and they're telling you, this is a promise. This will not do. We have to, I have to make a decision today at this point, at the end of step two coming up. Make a decision, Janice. What are you going to do? You're going to keep eating and doing it your way and go to the bitter end? Because that's what it promises. That's what this disease promises. Or are you going to choose the way that these recovered people now in our group, me, these old or these old timers, availed us zero, zero, half measures. You have to do everything. Yeah, you have a choice. Do you want to abandon yourself to me, the Lord, or your higher power, which you will find if you do these steps? Or do you want to just do your, continue to do your own will? And that's the turning point. There's no middle of the road. Remember, I'm beyond. I have to remember, I'm beyond human aid. The first two steps, I've come to that conclusion. So I have to. It's a promise to me that if I do this, I will get something. If I do half of this or one or two of these steps, I will have nothing, nothing, nothing until I make that decision to ask his protection, whoever that may be at this, at this stage of the steps of your recovery, and complete abandon. Not one day do this, not one day pick something else. And uh, this is what I see here. Two choices, follow the disease or follow whom you believe, who you are willing to believe, the power that's going to set me free. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice PM from Massachusetts. Up next, we have Harlan G. followed by me, CC. Morning, Harlan. Good morning, Jen. Thank you for your service this morning, and thank you for making this magnificent meeting possible and to all of Team Thursday. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. 
this sentence encapsulates the kind of language that we have been looking at all through chapter five. Very absolute language, no ambiguity at all whatsoever. You're either honest with yourself that you are a compulsive overeater or you are not. You are either doing this or you're not. And this, this little paragraph here is very, very powerful because what it is, is it is a warning. The paragraph that we're reading this morning is a warning. And what is it warning me against? It is warning me against vestiges of agnosticism. What is agnosticism? Agnosticism is I'm not quite sure whether God is or God isn't or God will or God won't. That's all Narishkeit at this point. Narishkeit is nonsense. I came into this program on a losing streak. I came into this program as a 24-year-old, five, 600 pounds. I came into this program with nothing. I came in here with a life that was absolutely in a shambles. There was no pocket of my life that worked. And yet, I fought this program tooth and nail. There are homes in my area right now, of course it's 4.30 in the morning almost, but in a few hours, people are gonna start going to school, they're gonna start going to work. And their homes are very obviously kept. The landscaping is kept and you can see there's furniture in there, there may be a car in the garage, and that's a home where nobody's home. And then there are homes where they're completely abandoned. Abandoned means to forsake to completely divest from, to absolutely walk away from with no vestige of any interest in it at all. That's what I have to do with my self-will. And anything and everything that I hang on to will kill me. I'm going to say that again because it's so important for me to hear. Any area of my life that I hang on to will kill me because I don't know how to get out of my own way. I don't know how to live my life. And so I'm going to ask God's protection and care. How do I do that? When I stand at the turning point and I realize half measures availed me nothing, how do I ask it? Do I just stand there and say, give it to me? No, I work the steps. I work the steps as if my hair's on fire. What does that mean? It means it's the most important thing in my life. Now, it better not be the only thing in my life because I, I recover to live. I don't live to recover. But it better be the most important thing in my life. I don't care how busy I am. I don't care how interested in other things I may be at any given moment. This is numero uno. And with that, I will pass. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Harlan. All right. Up next, we have Nancy C. followed by Amy G. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, everyone. Jen, thanks for your service today. Um, what a great paragraph. Um, this is Nancy C. calling in from Six Lakes, Michigan today. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater by God's grace today. This is such a powerful paragraph. Man, this whole week has been uh, great meetings. But I felt compelled to talk today because of um, the turning point. Um, and the 10 years I had of half measures that I thought I was working this program and I had a great food plan and I was losing weight and life was good. 
but I had not even taken the first step. I didn't admit my powerlessness. I didn't admit that there was a God greater than me. And I got so miserable for 10 years that finally got to the point where I understood that half measures got me nothing. It didn't get me some. It didn't get me a little. It got me absolutely nothing. Somebody talked a couple of weeks ago about um, putting a dollar to, to get a soda. You need to put a dollar in a machine. You can't put 75 cents in and get the soda. You don't get anything. And that's exactly what I was doing with my program before I got to that turning point and um, turned my life and my care over to his protection with complete abandon. I can vividly remember standing in my backyard realizing that I was nothing and God was everything and that if I wanted to get recovered, if I wanted what I was hearing in these rooms, I had to abandon everything to him. That feeling, I still feel. That's why I felt so compelled to talk today, that that turning point is so vivid in my memory. I don't ever want to forget it. And is what I had to do is follow exactly what is written in this book and exactly what I was told to do by a loving sponsor. I got recovered, and today I walk in the same path that you guys do, one step at a time, one foot at a time. And I can't do this by myself. I need my God, and I need every one of you on the line, the people that I've met, the people I haven't met yet, who have helped me strengthen my recovery with God's grace and mercy. So again, to the newcomer, man, get on board, pick, find somebody, announce yourself as new, get a guide to walk you through these steps because it's a miraculous thing that can happen to you. It happened to me, and with that, I pass. Thanks, Jen. Thank you, Nancy C. from Michigan. Up next, we have Amy G. followed by Nessa. All right, Amy, go right ahead. Good morning, Jen. Thank you so much for this meeting, everyone. What an awesome, awesome meeting. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. I'm not going to say anything new, but I think it bears repeating. I mean, this, these last paragraphs, this chapter, I feel like we're, you know, we're building to a crescendo here, to a final decision-making of complete abandon, which in the dictionary, one of the definitions is finality completeness in giving up. I mean, we go back to how it works this first page, the first paragraph. It's going to be asked to follow a path, a path of working these steps, putting the food down, working these 12 steps. We're asked to follow it, but we're not asked to just follow it. We're asked to thoroughly follow it. We're going to be asked to be honest, but not just honest, but rigorously honest. The next paragraph, we're going to be asked to go to any length, any length, all lengths, certain steps. We have to take all of the steps. The following paragraph, we're asked to, um, the result was to let go until we let, uh, the result was nil until we let go absolutely. I mean, do you catch Bill's drift here? This is a program where it is asking for it all. To me, this program is an all or nothing program. This is how it's asked. We have to, I have to abandon myself. Because if I allow myself and my self-will to get back in there, I'm going to think that somehow, some way, I can use the knowledge that you're giving me and fix myself. Because ultimately, that's what I would like to do. But beaten and pummeled by this disease, I am now at a crescendo where I have to make a decision about what I am going to do. And I feel like what it's asking me now, am, 
am I going to believe and admit that I am a compulsive reader with the twofold nature of physical allergy, mental obsession? Do I admit that? Yes. Do I admit that I am powerless and that I am not God and I need a power greater than myself? Yes. Do I want to take action? Do I want to recover? And if so, am I willing to abandon what I think, what I know, what I have experienced and believe in whom the problem has been solved to show me the way? I mean, that to me is complete abandonment because I've learned through the beating and the pummeling of this disease that human experience and knowledge is not sufficient. I cannot fix me. And if I can't fix me, I better have a different way to do it and I better have a power greater than me. I didn't even know what that power was, still struggling with agnosticism, but I was willing with complete abandon to say, you show me the way. And if you show me the way, I'm going to do it with complete abandon. I've done the experimentation of the half measures. I mean, I don't know about you all, but I spent almost five years saying, okay, I admit I'm a compulsive overeater, but I was not willing to take all the action. I was not willing to be entirely honest about the food, entirely honest about my fourth step, entirely honest about my amends. I was balking at things. And I'll just wrap up by saying it asked for entire abstinence abandonment into this program and willing to take action like my hair's on fire. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Amy G. From Maryland, up next we have Nessa. I think it's R, but I don't want to assume. Is that right, Nessa? That is correct. I'm Nessa R. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Mm -hmm. So I'm Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. I'm not going to say anything new. Everything has been said. Um, I just, I guess, maybe going to put it in the context of my own personal experience. And, you know, in step one, I came to the conclusion that I'm screwed. Uh, I'm powerless over food and my life is unmanageable. And in step two, I came to the conclusion that either God is everything or the food is everything. And now here I am faced with a decision, you know, the decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God, which implies um, doing things differently. And that is the turning point that I am at. You know, like if I come to a turning point in the road, I can continue going the way I'm going, in which case I'm going to continue getting what I'm getting, which is a, you know, a crappy life. Or I can do things differently to, to, to change directions. And the, the change direction, that is the direction of the 12 steps, doing things differently than I have, I have, I have ever done. And uh, I have to do that with complete abandon. And that was explained to me very early in my, um, in my arrival to, to the 12-step rooms. I was told you have to put program first, family second, job first. And that was so offensive to me. Uh, what do you mean I'm going to put program ahead of my family, ahead of my children? You're crazy. There's absolutely no way I'm doing that. My family and my children come first. But I was deluding myself because I wasn't really putting my family first or my children first. I was putting myself first. It was what I wanted, what I wanted to accomplish, you know, the snacks that I wanted to buy to, for my children so that I could eat them. I was never putting them first. I was putting myself first. Um, you know, and there's, there's many reasons, like all of us think, oh, you know, I'm so busy, I have to deal with this problem and that problem, and I have this crisis and that crisis, and I have that event to plan for, and, you know, I have a job, and I have a full life, and, you know, 
uh, I don't have time for all this. I cannot put program first. And those, all those are excuses and smoke screens to, um, to, to not do anything different. You know, it's, it's coming here looking for the easier, softer way, you know, the, the pixie dust, the magic pill that will enable me to um, not change, but then everything else will change to continue eating the way I'm eating, but still be thin and, and that doesn't work. And so the decision that I'm making right now is I am putting program first, no matter what. And, and, you know, actually uh, a fellow, uh, a very dear friend of mine in program and I title program too, uh, taught me that when I put program first, everything else becomes first rate because, um, you know, I'm present. I'm truly present for my family. I'm, true, I'm truly a good mother, a good wife. I'm a good employee. Uh, I'm of service. So, you know, everything improves when I put program first. Um, thank you. And I, um, I'm just going to wrap up with saying that, you know, once the smoke screens were, um, um, were taken out of the picture, um, and I did put program first, uh, my life did become first rate. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Nessa R. from Canada. And before we take Nancy P., I'm just going to let everybody know who might have just uh, logged on the line this morning is that we're in the, the chapter called How It Works. We're on the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 59, first paragraph. And we're reading Half Measures Availed Us Nothing, just one paragraph and sharing on that. So we'll let Nancy share, and then I'll take another list of names. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, everybody. Um, Excellent paragraph. Thank you for letting me share. Nancy P. from Westmont, Massachusetts, bordering Boston. Uh, everybody's um, said so, so, such wonderful things. Um, and my two cents on this, I often ask my, um, I tell, when we go over this paragraph, I say half measures available, you get nothing with half measures, you get nothing with three-quarter measures, 99% measures, nothing. You get zero. But the larger context of this paragraph for me, for Nancy P., First of all, it has two of my five favorite words, which are um, complete and nothing. And just before, it talks about absolutely, the third of my five favorite words. And um, I realize now that just before, you know, may you find him now. So to me, this whole thing is, you know, how's it going for me doing it my way? Nothing. I get nothing. And um, I need to, um, you know, give it all up. And I don't really care. I don't struggle with my agnosticism at all. I, I'm perfectly comfortable with it. And, um, you know, I have this note here to myself, like I got to fling myself out of the plane without a parachute. And um, I finally did that. And the mechanism that I used was surrender. And that caught me. And I floated gently, gently to the ground. Um, you know, I had to do it right then, not when I was comfortable. You know, we do it now, not when we're comfortable. You know, we, we let go absolutely. There's no wiggle room there. What part of absolutely don't you understand? What part of completely, complete, don't you understand? That means all of it immediately. And, um, you know, I didn't have to, I don't, I, I'm not like I am agnostic. So I'm sort of like a, I've got a foot in both camps. All I know is I don't care what it is. All I know is that it works. And the beauty of this program, it says in the doctor's opinion, he put it into practical application at once. That means I don't have to wait, right? I can do all of it immediately. And, um, you know, not to give away the plot, but, you know, the next section of the steps, you know, that shows you what surrender gets you. Um, so, you know, I feel like 
I feel like I've been free of all the things that Nancy P had to keep track of to try to make it work. You know, all the juggling, all that's all stopped. You know, the one single word, I've already given away the game, but it begins with S and ends in a render. And, um, and it works. It really does. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Nancy P. All right. So we value everyone's experience on the line this morning, but we do ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who would like to share on what we read this morning? Margarita P. Kathy M. Karen K. Vasa O. Okay, so let's Raj go back G. to the top. The first two people, thanks, Roz. Um, the first two people, it was a gentleman and another lady uh, said their names on top of each other. Can you repeat your name again? Vasa O. P. Dwight M. Thanks, Dwight. Devora S. Sharon K. Michael M. Kathy All right, M. so let's stop there. All right, I'll tell you who I heard. I apologize if I didn't hear you. There is a, a lot of people this morning. It's an exciting paragraph. So I heard Nancy, or sorry, we did Nancy B. Check that one off. Dwight M., Vasa O., Kathy M., Karen K., Roz G., Reva P., and Michael M. Let's start off with you all. Dwight, go right ahead. Press star one. Dwight, Hi, go Dwight ahead and M. press star. There you are. <laughs> All right. uh, Dwight M., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Ohio. Uh, thanks for your service, Jen, and thanks, everybody, for sharing this morning and uh, your experience, strength, and hope. It's good to know I'm not alone on this path, and neither are you. That's good news. Uh, this paragraph is powerful, as we've said, all these folks wanting to share about it. It, uh, it resounds, you know, it rings true for all of us. We, we stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. That complete abandon, uh, the image that came to mind is uh, I've seen a photograph of a small child uh, about two years old standing in front of the ocean. And <clears throat> as they're standing there, they're in, their feet is in the water and they're standing with their arms wide open and they're standing there waiting for the waves and waiting for everything to come to them. They're just ready. They're ready for everything that's going to come their way, and they look, look like they're wanting to hug the ocean. That's the image I have of this complete abandon, is that we're standing there waiting for God to take care of us, because God will take care of us while we're doing the steps. And so I just have this image of surrender, as we've heard already, and this image of being ready for this overwhelming force of power of God that's going to come and envelop us and carry us and, and just buoy us up during this struggle that we have daily. And uh, that's all I have today. I appreciate letting me share. I'll pass. Thanks, Dwight M. from Ohio. Up next, we have Vasa O. followed by Kathy M. Good morning, Vasa. Good morning. Thank you, Jen, for your service and everybody's service this morning. I'm Vasa. Great. We'll recover compulsive overeater calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And um, after trying to put the food down for so long, so many years, by myself and by my own willpower, it just did not work. I came to the end of myself. And uh, I was so excited to hear the message when I came to Over It Is Anonymous, how the program worked, because after trying for so long, so many years, it was exhausting. And uh, I was just so ready and I was just so willing. I didn't want to die. 
if I continued doing what I was doing, and it was very progressive for me, I could control it for a while. I could go on a diet, but I could never keep it down. I always went back to it. And I remember hearing about Overeaters Anonymous in Dear Abby years, well, I read it in Dear Abby years ago, and it said there was a, a program of Overeaters Anonymous uh, for people that struggled with, with um, you know, weight and stuff like that. But I didn't really pay that much attention to it because um, I thought I needed to be like 50 or 100 or 150 or 200 pounds overweight. And at that time, maybe I was struggling maybe with 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 pounds. But then it was getting progressive. And a friend of mine introduced me to the program. And, yeah, I was ready and I was willing. Whatever I was doing was not working. So I love the way... I mean, I paid so much attention, you know, how the pro, how it worked, you know, how those hundred men and women were being able to recover, and how many other ones that had gone before me, and I was so ready and willing to surrender. I said, I don't care who I surrender to God, and I was an atheist, believe me, almost an atheist when I came to the program. But I was in so much pain, I just said, I don't care who I surrender, to the Jesus, to higher power, whatever, you know, the program. I said, I will do whatever it takes. I just don't want to continue doing what I was doing. And I was ready, and, and again, I was ready. It says here, half measures availed us nothing. We stood at a turning point. We ask his, for his protection and care with complete abandon. And here the steps are coming. And I, I, I just, I never stopped. I got on my knees. I surrendered to the higher power, which I call God today. And I never stopped coming, and I will not stop coming. I'll never stop working the 12 steps to the best of my abilities. But the, I needed to put the food down first because I heard that was very important. I needed to have the clarity to work the rest of the steps the way they laid out. It was a torture for me to put the food down, but I did it one day at a time, one meal at a time. I don't even think about the food today. There's no, there's no even thought, you know. And it's working the rest of the programs, the way the steps are laid out, and giving it away. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thanks, Vasa O. for Massachusetts. Up next, we have Kathy M. followed by Karen K. Hi, this is Kathy M. from Massachusetts, compulsive overeater, uh, recovered. Um, thank you for taking my call. Thank you for everyone on the line. Um, thank you for this program. Uh, this this line, half measures availed us nothing. I I, uh, I I had been in OA for about four and a half years. The first year, you know, I had that pink cloud and. And I lost some weight, and I was a good little doobie, and I got a sponsor and went to meetings. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thought I, I had it made. And uh, um, every time this this uh, this line came up, I'd be wiggling in my seat going, yeah, really? You know, are you really? Um, and, and, uh, and I just said, yeah, but, I, but I'm fine. And we all know what fine is. And, uh, and, I, and I carried on. And, uh, uh, you know, the pandemic hit, and I knew I had to uh, – upgrade my meetings because I wasn't going to be able to do my face-to-face meetings and you know and and um you know probably about three years before this a woman that that was that used to call into this program a lot showed up at one of my meetings one day and um 
I got to say that I, I thought she was a little bit wacky, but I, I knew she had something. I knew she had something. And uh, I started listening to this meeting, and um, yeah, I got a sponsor and, and went through the steps in the book. And uh, that, that those, these words, half measures availed me nothing, don't make me squirm anymore. Um, I still have a lot of work to do, and, and I still have to listen to these meetings and, and participate. But, um, you know, I had another sponsor that used to talk about neutrality from food and and i thought she was pretty crazy too and uh um you know I, that was never going to happen to me and and it is happening to me a day at a time you know when i when i invite god into my life and and let god replace my my um my obsession you know my obsession for food and um things get a lot better and uh you know i really like this line and 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 it helps me and uh um i want to thank you for taking my call and i pass Thank you. All right. Kathy M. from Massachusetts up next. Karen K. followed by Roz G. Good morning. Um, This is Karen K., Recovered Compulsive Eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credit zone transfer. And thank you for the lovely service on this meeting this morning and all the wonderful shares. Um, I'm a little emotional this morning. Um, My life changed. A year ago today, um, I called into this number, and Lauren N. Um, gave me the number from the um, 30-minute check-in meeting from the Westchester County. And the only reason why I know that is uh, a friend helped me move some furniture around, and I found my journal. And this was the day my life changed. Yes, I was abstinent July 5th, 2019. That's my date. But this is the day my life changed. And it says in the paragraph above it on page 59, that one is God, may you find him now. Like Bill's just saying, I hope you got God by now because the preceding chapter, we agnostic, we kind of talked about like 15, 20 ways that you could find your God or not find your God or bargain with your God. And I hope you guys got it by now. Bill's just like putting it out there. I hope you got one because you're going to need one real soon. And if you don't, half measures is not going to make it if I don't have a God. To me, that's what that means to me. And to leave who I was and what I was behind me. I just so grateful. I was sharing with a friend last night on the phone. And I said, you know, I'm feeling kind of weird. And I'm in the beverage program. It's like the anniversary time. I get a little weird, and I think that's part of it uh, today. Not today, but last night. I had this anxiety, like, what's going on? You guys saved my life. Syracuse kept me alive. That's the emergency room. You guys are in the living room. You guys saved my life. Sometimes you've pissed me off. Sometimes you've taught me more. You've taught me more than you have upset me. And I have the the duty and the privilege and the honor to sponsor women and men to have a better life because the food is nothing but a symptom. There's so much going on in my life today. The food is a symptom. This week, I lost two people to suicide. Okay, this disease will settle for me being miserable, but it will prefer to have me dead. So I know I have a God in my life. And he is the center of my life and all around me. God is in me and God is in you. 
and I'm looking forward to the rest of, the, of this chapter. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Karen Kay from Syracuse, New York. Up next is Raz G, followed by Reva P. Good morning. I needed to unmute there. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's Raz G. I'm in. Um, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm in Palmdale, California, and so I was doing a little visualizing while listening to the shares this morning, and I thought about um, a person saying that I'm abandoning my self-will, relinquishing, forsaking, walking away from my self-will, and I thought about, you know, in if I if I don't stay on my toes and abandon completely myself to this um, program, I'm going to go back to the food. And I also thought about this. I had was visualizing a froggy, and uh, I love froggies. <laughs> They're so cute. But with a, when a froggy gets into some warm water, um, and he and he gets all comfortable and enjoys the warm water and that the flame is kind of turned up little by little by little, he's going to boil to death. But if the froggy jumps in a boiling hot pot of water, he's going to hop out of that water real fast. And that's me. If, you know, if I, my, my will, my self will is the hot water. And so I have to fully froggy. I have to fully rely on God and God tells the truth. So for me, I have to let abandon my self-centered and self-willed controlling ways, my manipulating ways, whether it with uh, doing it with people in my personality, dealing with other people, or manipulating food. I need to use the kitchen scale <clears throat> because the, the kitchen tail, scale tells the truth. I need to use measuring cups because measuring cups tell the truth. I need to weigh myself once a month because the scale tells the truth. Or, you know, for those of us who, you know, have said forget the scale, clothes sizes will also tell the truth. That's the truth. God tells the truth. I need to fully rely on God. I need to be that little froggy. And when that, you know, sitting around, not getting up in the morning, not doing my prayer and meditation, all that is getting in that warm water. And then, boom, I'm done. But if I stay with the water boiling and the truth of God and I'm that froggy and I stay out of my self-will and I trust God, I'm going to stay. That's, that's, that's abandoning to me, the self-will. That's what I tried to come up with this morning. So for me, that works really well. Thank you, and I pass. All right. Thank you, Raz G. from Palmdale, California. Next, Reva P., followed by Michael M. Good morning, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Thank you for all the shares. I love this paragraph. And what I am thinking of today is half measures. You know, when it comes to spiritual development, what I did five years ago, one year ago, or yesterday to develop spiritually today might be a half measure. So when it comes to the spiritual going deeper into that development, I can't get away with doing what I did before. I need to keep progressing. Just like the disease progresses, the spiritual development needs to progress. Otherwise, I get nothing. Um, and what strikes me the most is this turning point. So when I visualize 
a fork in the road, or a turning point as I'm driving. It's a place where I need to change direction. Um, I need to stop and pause for a second because I'm going to change directions. And I was thinking of all the turning points, those moments of grace where when it was with the food, I'm walking, sleepwalking to the fridge, but I've come into program and I'm aware and I've started doing some work and I get that moment of grace. No, turn, walk away, make a phone call, take an action. When I get to a, a spot in the step work, you know, every step propels me to the next step. I'm in that fork in the road. Am I going to pause and decide to take the next action? But it's those tiny moments of grace that propel me forward, 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 and deeper and deeper. And the other thing that I forget is it tells me, like I tend to run into the steps which are, you know, in the next couple of lines. But before I do that, what do I do? I ask. I ask again that moment of grace, God, I am going to self-destruct in this moment, whether it's with a food ingredient behavior or with my defect. I will just become the tornado. Help. And I ask for care and protection. And what am I getting protection from? From me. Because left to my self-will, I will kill myself with a substance um, eventually, starting off with defects, and then it will lead to the substance. And I love this imagery also of complete abandon. When a house is abandoned, nobody's going back in there. Like we just de- don't keep going back. I can't have one food in, one foot in recovery and one foot out. It's either like I'm in or I'm out. Um, and um, I just love the care and protection because a lot of times um, I need that first. I just need God's loving arms. Um, I pause, and then I take lots of action. And with that, I pass. Awesome. Thanks, Reva. Okay, Michael M., you're it. And we have two minutes on the clock. Can you take us out, please, sir? Michael, press star one. Sorry, I thought it was uh, Michael. Definitely there you are. Edith, thank you, and thank you for your service. I'm a long timer, and you know, years ago, uh, when I went to, you know, I I, I started when I, I went to OA, I started in the first program, then it changed to OA, and the greatest thing is we always had on our open meetings AA come in and speak years ago, so I learned quite a bit about the Big Book. You know, I am is like an episodic drinker. I'm, I'm I don't, when I don't cope, I had a great loss 11 years into the program. And I couldn't cope. And I gained back, I lost 60, gained back 20. And I've always been playing with that. But since I've been coming to vision, I'm now back to my original uh, uh, goal. And I love this paragraph because it just, it's so deep. And being, learning to be honest with myself in a very different, deeper way has changed my life. And Learning what my, some foods that are legal to eat for, for, for people or for us or for me, I can't because they bob, you know, they, they, they kind of turn me on. So I'm very grateful that I have found about four years ago, I found vision and I am very happy that I'm living the life I live. Thank you so, so much for uh, just being there and have a safe and blessed day. Thank you. Thanks, Michael M., for taking us out today. What an awesome meeting. And thanks to everybody who shared. 
and thanks to everyone who came and listened in. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. So get your pen out. The share ID is for today, Thursday, May 20th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,985. That's 16985. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Nancy C., would you please read A Vision for You? Thank you, Jen. Nancy C., compulsive overeater, recovered today by God's grace. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.